We love to explain quantum physics and the mysteries of the universe, but the mysteries of finance, not so much. Intuit helps you demystify your finances through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Understanding standard deductions or interest rates can be very complicated and tricky with big potential consequences. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast presented by at&t connecting changes everything Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. The universe is chock-filled with crazy stuff. Weird, weird stuff. Every time you look out into the universe, every time you build a new telescope, you see something else weird that you don't understand. Things or aliens. (laughs) <laughs> things bought, made by aliens. I mean, there's oh, you're always finding things that don't make any sense. Mm. Now, usually the procedure is, you know, you see something you don't understand, and then you try to explain it using things you do understand. And you, you get more and more elaborate explanations, but usually you figure it out. Or it stands, you know, for decades as an enduring mystery that's a clue that there's something out there that we don't understand. The truth is out there. <laughs> the truth is out there. It's whispering to us, there's something here that's interesting. Hi, I'm Jorge. I'm a cartoonist. And I'm Daniel. I'm a particle physicist. And welcome back to our podcast, Daniel and Jorge. Explain the universe. (laughs) Daniel and Jorge have a strange pause in the title of their podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel and Jorge. Need a banana stat. (laughs) Daniel and Jorge Um, tried to explain the universe, but they ran out of bananas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in this podcast, we try to take things in the universe and explain them to you because the universe is filled with wild, wacky stuff that gives us insight into how the universe works. And so we try to take it apart piece by piece and make sure it makes sense to you. Yeah, all the pieces that we understand and all the pieces that not even physicists understand. And those are the most fun bits, the ones that are mysteries, the ones that are clues as to the next revolution in physics, the ones that I hope will lead to a Nobel Prize discovery, hopefully by me or my graduate students. Or not. (laughs) Or lead to years (laughs) of frustration and nothing. That's, That's research. Or you are listener. 
And hey, if you get a Nobel Prize winning idea listening to this podcast, at least give us a little bit of credit. Yeah, give us a shout out at least when you go to Stockholm, you know? Yeah. A nod and a wink. We'll, we'll yeah. understand you're talking about us. Yeah, just say our, our website and then we'll, be, we'll, call it a, we'll call it even. But you know, that's a joke, but it is true that we're going to be talking today about a topic which, if somebody could explain it, would almost certainly give them a Nobel Prize. Anytime you really? can explain a decades-long standing mystery in physics, you know, that's, that's worth something. That's right. Today on the podcast, we'll be talking about... Cosmic rays. And not just any cosmic rays, super duper crazy high energy cosmic rays. Is that the official physics name for them? <laughs> yeah, what's the acronym for that? <laughs> super duper crazy high energy. Such a rays. Yes, that's, <laughs> we say rays. that in conferences all the time. That's right. You, can, you should add some numbers to that though at the end, like three, <laughs> three cosmic rays. Yeah, no, but we run out of we run out of prefixes to even describe the high energy of particles that we see from space. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the first time I heard the words cosmic rays was actually when I was about nine years old, if you can't believe it. Were you talking to some dude named Ray and he was like, I'm cosmic? <laughs> close, close. I was reading uh, some comics by Stan Lee, the late, great Stan Lee. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the Fantastic Four... Their origin is tied to this idea of cosmic rays. There's so much overlap between physics and cartoons, right? I mean, mm -hmm. not just this podcast, but like so much of concepts in physics ends up in cartoons. You know, radiation, cosmic rays, all this stuff. It's just yeah. like it's fuel for people's imagination. Yeah. No, I think, I think they, I mean, comics in general have always sort of tried to capture the public anxiety and, and the public kind of zeitgeist. And to, to kind of put in you're saying cartoonists have been making physicists look bad for decades. <laughs> no, I've been making you look cool like superheroes. I can just imagine imagine you in spandex, Daniel. Oh wait, no, I'd rather not. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm out. Mike dropped. So yeah, in the Fantastic Four, the they get their superpowers by flying off into space and then getting bombarded by cosmic rays. And then when they land back on Earth, they have these amazing superpowers like stretch and getting go invisible and turn into a, a flaming torch. So that's how I know about the cosmic rays. Is that about correct? You know, do, do they give you superpowers? <laughs> I finally uh, yeah, get you to ask a physicist. Totally get. I totally recommend you go into into space and bathe yourself in cosmic rays. <laughs> you will definitely get superpowers. That's a hundred percent accurate. Um, I love how cartoons and comic books especially have been like using concepts in physics that are like weakly understood and mm -hmm. then making us look like bad guys, right? All these, right. it's always like this new technology is going to cause the rise of a crazy villain or, you know, right. um, but to be honest, cosmic rays, all these things. But let's be honest, Daniel, do you know for sure that getting bathed in cosmic rays will not give you superpowers? Do you know that for sure? Um, no, I think if you bathe yourself in cosmic rays, you're very likely to die. So oh, please, man. listeners, if you're about to board your own private spaceship, don't. So it's, it sounds important for everyone to know what a cosmic ray is. But we were wondering if you out there knew what it means when you say the words cosmic rays. What are cosmic rays? Yeah, exactly. So I went around and I asked random people, one of whom is my wife, what is a cosmic ray? Do you know what a cosmic ray is? Here's what they had to say. Um, a cosmic ray is a particle that is originating from an unknown part of the universe and it can go through any kind of matter. So they 
come pummeling to the earth and probably reveal interesting secrets about what's going on, and we're trying to figure out how to do that. I heard waves in there somewhere, so maybe cosmic surfers? A ray that comes from the sky that can be seen from a telescope. Oh, Lord. I feel like I want to say that's like strong radiation from the sun, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, yes, I would guess it has to do with solar rays, the sun, and something related to that. Okay. Yep. Cosmic rays, uh, they power Superman. It'd be funny if your wife was like, wait, how do you know about Ray? <laughs> She's like, he wasn't here last night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but he is cosmic. Oh, no. This podcast just got not safe for work once again. This is what happens when we record at night, Jorge, I tell you. It's a little wonky. It's, it's a little wonky. It's a DJEU late night. <laughs> <laughs> After dark. After but dark. Um, most people seem to have heard about cosmic rays. And one fellow even said, oh, yeah, they power Superman. So there's definitely the cosmic oh. ray physics cartooning connection there. Okay, they power Superman. Come on, who is this person? Everyone knows that's not right. <laughs> that is so Apparently, wrong. Not everybody knows that. So where does Superman get his power? Does he eat? Does Superman actually eat? Have you seen Superman eat? Um, the Superman? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't need to eat. He gets energy from the sun. The sun. The so those are sun. cosmic rays, Jorge. What? He what? gets energy from <laughs> cosmic rays. <laughs> <I didn't> want... <laughs> okay, so let's break it down. So, what, uh, Daniel, is a cosmic ray? A cosmic ray is a particle from space that hits the Earth. Ray is just another name for particle. Cosmic just means it comes from space. So cosmic rays are just space particles. Space particles. Yeah, but space particles was vetoed by the physics committee that came up with a name for these things because cosmic rays sounds so much cooler. But was it, why do they have this name? Were they just named before we knew about particles? Like what's the difference? Like did we confuse rays and particles before? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we knew about things like X-rays and all sorts of other kinds of rays before we understood particles. Mm. And so, yeah, cosmic rays have been have been known about for, you know, 100 years or oh, so. Oh, we didn't know they were like little bits. Yeah, it's, only, it's more recently that people understood there were particles. But, you know, everything that's a particle from space officially could be called a cosmic ray. And that includes photons from the sun. Wait, so, photons? So, random dude on the street oh. knows more about Superman than you do. I think they know more about <laughs> physics than I do, clearly. But I doubt they, they know more do, about that Superman. That person just do, should do this podcast, Hello. right? They know more physics and know more cosmic, know more cartooning. So, <laughs> boom, that qualifies them to take over. Okay, so it just means uh, any kind of energy or particle that's coming from space and hits the Earth. Okay, that, that's right. Yeah. Okay, but that's not Particles a very exciting space. answer. Like photons, you can't just call sunlight cosmic rays. You can. It wouldn't be very exciting. You're right. But mm. the cosmic rays that we're interested in are not the normal everyday beam of sunlight that comes from the sun, right? Mm. The cosmic rays we're interested in are the weird ones. It's not just photons hitting the Earth. It's other kinds of particles. That's right. The sun produces a huge number of particles, right? Not just photons, of course, but neutrinos and protons and heavier stuff and all sorts of stuff. The sun is spewing stuff out. It's called the solar wind. And we have so many names for the same thing, right? They're just space particles, but they're cosmic rays if they're here. They're space wind if they're there. Anyway, the sun spews them all out. Wow. So, so that's a, that might be an interesting and new idea for people, the fact that the sun is not just shining light. It's also shining stuff, like it's burping matter. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, you know, it's a huge fusion reactor and fusion produces a lot of stuff. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. So you get protons, you get heavier elements, you get huge numbers of neutrinos. I mean, we have a um, hundred billion neutrinos from the sun pass through your fingernail every second. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff coming from the sun. Okay. But neutrinos, we don't feel them. They go right through us, right? They're like, they're known That's as right. the ghost particle. That's right. Okay. So but- the reason we're not all constantly getting superpowers from cosmic rays from the sun is mm-hmm. that most of this stuff is, we're shielded from most of this stuff. So photons, not dangerous. Neutrinos mm. pass right through us. We have, they can't affect us at all, right? Okay. Yeah. And for those of you interested in neutrinos, we have a whole podcast on that. And then the other stuff, the stuff that's more dangerous are charged particles like protons or heavier, um, heavier nuclei. That could really do some damage. Yeah, these are more dangerous because they're, they're in a way bigger and more, they interact with our cells in a very dangerous way, right? That's right. Yeah, if you if a proton shot through you, it would definitely interact with things in you. It could disturb your DNA. It could give you cancer. It's not a good idea to stand in a beam of protons. Mm. And there's a huge number of protons coming from the sun. Now, before you start digging that shelter to protect yourself, you, um, you already have a shelter, and that shelter is the is is twofold. One is the Earth's magnetic field, mm-hmm. and the second is the Earth's atmosphere. Uh, hold on, I have so many questions for you, but before we keep going, let's take a short break. The financial universe out there can seem like a vast place full of scary mysteries and exciting possibilities, but it can also be overwhelming to navigate, especially when you're first starting out in life. It feels sometimes like just one wrong turn could send you hurtling endlessly towards a financial black hole. But don't worry, you don't have to navigate the financial universe on your own. With the right tools, you can master the financial universe and chart your course with confidence. Intuit helps you navigate the financial universe through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You know that feeling after you've done a deep spring clean of your house when you realize, wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like how you feel when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless while Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording all this? So it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Personally, I've used Mint Mobile and the calls are always so crisp and so clear. All of their plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So it's time to ditch your overpriced wireless and go with Mint Mobile's limited time deal for three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash universe. That's mintmobile.com slash universe. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash universe. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Slower speeds above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Okay, so the sun is uh, shooting stuff at us and it's coming uh, all the way to Earth. But So how does the magnetic field protect us? Well, every charged particle that hits a magnetic field bends. Magnetic mm-hmm. fields are really good at bending charged particles. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just slamming right into the Earth, these things get deflected. Oh. And sometimes they spiral along and end up at the North Pole, and that's, what you, that's why you get the northern lights. You mean the planet Earth has a force field? Yes, we Kinda. have a force field. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. And it's a good thing we do because otherwise we'd all have cancer. Wow. So we have a massive global anti-cancer shield. Wow. Okay, that's pretty cool. Pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, like a for, like a force field for for real. Uh, but then, <laughs> for real. You said also the atmosphere protects us. That's right, because a particle that makes it through the magnetic field and hits the atmosphere is not just going to fly all the way down to Earth because the atmosphere is not transparent to charged particles. Like a photon can fly through the atmosphere because the atmosphere is mostly neutral particles. Mm-hmm. And it'll just fly through all the nitrogen and oxygen and, and, uh, and get down to Earth, right? Get down to the surface. Uh-huh, but a yeah. charged particle will slam into those things and will interact with them. Okay. It'll break up those nuclei. It's sort of like if a rock hits the Earth, right? Uh-huh. It rarely gets all the way down to the surface unless it's huge. Smaller rocks, they just burn up. And that's what we, call, well, that's what we see as shooting stars. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. So basically, every proton is like a super tiny little meteor, a super tiny little shooting star. So most of them don't make it down to the surface. Okay. They they interact with the air and the oxygen in our atmosphere before it gets to us. Yeah. And the, you can think of the atmosphere as sort of like a, a really big mattress, and it absorbs most of this energy. And so instead of having one particle with a huge amount of energy, it spreads it out so you get like, you know... Billions of particles, each with a small amount of energy, which is much less dangerous because mm. they don't all hit you. It's kind of like in, in billiards when you start with a like a cluster of balls and you hit the first one, that impact kind of spreads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want to hit, get hit by the cue ball, right? But right. if you get hit by the the seven, then you know you're not going to be you're going to be in okay shape. Oh, okay, huh? But it, but it's surprising because the atmosphere is pretty thin, isn't it? Kind of in comparison to the Earth and to the Sun, it's like a thin layer of gas but that you're saying that's really you feeling naked you're feeling naked when uh, when it comes to space now you're like suddenly feeling vulnerable oh my god i need to put something else on i feel cosmically Um, naked (laughs) yeah the other earth's atmosphere is you know um uh, it, it depends on where you want to call the edge of the atmosphere, mm-hmm. but it's not super thick compared to the, the size of the Earth. That's true. Just yeah. like the oceans are not that deep compared to the size of the Earth. The Earth is huge, and the atmosphere is a thin right. layer protecting us from space. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird to think air would could be protecting us, you know? it's um, Yeah. And, you know, they go hand in hand because the magnetic field is protecting our atmosphere. If we lost our magnetic field suddenly, then all these the solar wind would blow away our atmosphere. Oh, yeah. so the... So the magnetic field is doing two things. It's being a cool force field and it's kind of also protecting our sunblock, basically. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You can think of the atmosphere as like the insulation and the, mm. the um, magnetic field is like the, you know, the aluminum sheeting on the outside of your house that keeps the cold, cold, uh, uncaring space away and okay. lets us hang out and relax safely on the surface of the Earth. So then a cosmic ray seems to be like a commonplace thing. But what's kind of interesting about them, you were telling me, is that they vary in energy. Some of them are sort of, you never see, but some of them do have a lot of energy. Yeah, so you study cosmic rays and you see a lot of them that don't have that much energy. You know, they're just pumped out by the sun, no big deal. But you keep looking and you keep looking and you find more and more that have higher and higher energy. 
And you and as you look, you just keep finding them at higher and higher energy. And the energy they get to is ridiculous. Like we see cosmic rays, meaning protons, so individual particles coming mm. from space that have absurd amounts of energy, energy that we can't explain through any mechanism. Okay, so let's break it down. So um, at the lower energies of these protons hitting the Earth, w- what are the energies of these cosmic rays? So we usually use a unit called electron volt, and mm-hmm. um, it's a, sort of a, a unit we use in particle physics. I'll break it down for you in a minute. But you know, at the lower energies, like 10 to the 11 electron volts, 10 to the 12 electron volts, these mm-hmm. are very common, no big deal, put out by the sun. The mm-hmm. Things start to get interesting around 10 to the 18, 10 to the 19, 10 to the 20. We even see particles around 10 to the 21 electron volts. So for those of you who aren't familiar with that unit, 10 to the 21 electron volts is like more than 100 joules, which is as much energy as in a major league fastball. Wow. So now you have a tiny little particle with almost no mass, right? A proton is super tiny. It's got as much energy as an entire fastball thrown as fast as a human can throw it. Which would hurt if it hit you, right? It certainly would. It certainly would. It would fly right through you and cause all sorts of damage. But you probably wouldn't notice it immediately. So if you had to choose between getting hit by a cosmic ray, super high energy cosmic ray, or a major league fastball in the head, I'd probably choose a cosmic ray, honestly. Because <laughs> it, it, it's tiny and it might not do that much damage as it slams into you. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just one and you might get lucky. It might miss everything useful and not cause cancer or something like that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but these these particles are super high energy. And the thing that's fascinating about them is that we have no understanding with we don't know anything in the universe that can make particles this high energy. Hmm. Okay, so wait, by energy, do you mean like the particle itself has a lot of energy or is it just going faster? Yeah, that's the same thing. I mean, the particle has a lot of kinetic energy. It's moving super duper fast. Oh. It's not like it's hot. It's not like it's vibrating. It's just, it's, it's really just trucking along at a super high speed. Oh, I see. So the sun is exploding. It's spewing out these protons and some of them go faster than others. Some of them go faster than others, okay. but some of them go faster than the sun can make, right? So these protons we don't think are coming from the sun. We think they're coming from something else oh. because the sun cannot make protons this fast. How do we know it can't make them that fast? How do we know it can't make them that fast? Well, they don't seem to be coming from the sun, right? Oh, so um, we get them from like yeah. the back, from like the night side. <laughs> we get them, yeah. We get them from We're getting like shot out from the directions back. in space. We're getting shot out from some some place in the universe we don't even know, right? Oh, um, I see. So, so wait, the, so cosmic rays aren't aren't just all coming from the sun. Some of them we're getting bombarded by rays from all directions. You're saying that's right. Lots of things in space make cosmic rays. Our sun, other suns, black holes pulsars, all those crazy things, they all shoot out particles, and some of them come to Earth. Any kind of violent kind of, you know, explosion, continuous crashing in the universe is spewing out stuff. That's right. It's making cosmic rays, and some of them land on Earth. And they're a clue, right? They're clues to what happened. What made this neutrino? What made it come in this direction and go so fast? What made this proton? What made this piece of iron go so fast? Each one carries with it some information about how and where it was born. And that's fascinating because it tells us about places we'll never get to and things we'll never see, right? Okay. So sometimes some of these cosmic rays have a super amount of energy, and we don't know where they're coming from. How often are we getting bombarded by these? high energy cosmic rays. Yeah, the higher the energy, the more the, the more rare they are. So okay. for example, at 10 to the 21 electron volts, which is like the highest energy particle anybody's ever seen, you know, it, we think that those come about 1 per square kilometer per few hundred years. 1 per square kilometer per so very rare. Well, you know, the earth has a lot of square kilometers, so 
Yeah, if you had a square kilometer of cameras looking for these things, you would you would have to wait a long time to observe them. Oh. But if you have a big detector, if you have a lot of square kilometers, then you can see, you know, if you had a few hundred square kilometers, you could see one a year. Okay, so if you're listening to this podcast and you draw a one kilometer square around you, you'll have to wait a hundred years to see one of these high energy particles come down on you. That's right, exactly. But And to me, the most interesting thing about these particles is that um, we have no idea what could be making them. I mean, I've asked astrophysicists, I've said, what's the highest energy particle you imagine in space, anywhere in the universe, use anything you want? They start with like a supernova, huge explosion, particles going super fast. Then they slingshot the stuff around a black hole, right? Then they ride waves from other stars and they can't get close to the kind of particles we see. They at most can explain particles at like 10 to the 17, 10 to the 18. But we see particles a thousand times more energetic than that, right? It's totally unexplained. There's nothing out there that can make these kind of particles that we know of, which means there's something new out there. It's like you're in the middle of the jungle and you hear some strange animal sound and there's no animal that you know of that makes that sound or could make that sound. Exactly. And that's that would a clue, be weird. right? Or you see, yeah, you see tracks in the, in, the, in, the, in the mud and you've never seen an animal make that track before. So that's a clue that there's something out there to, waiting to be discovered. You know, and this, these are clues that are surfing along in the cosmos being delivered to Earth and saying, there's something interesting, pay attention. Wow. So that's a huge mystery. So, but you, I'm sure physicists have ideas, like what could these crazy high energy particles be or be coming from? I think it's the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think it's a form of vengeance. <laughs> it's Stan Lee shooting these particles <laughs> from heaven. Um, yeah, exactly. And I want to talk about that some more, but first, let's take a quick break. The financial universe out there can seem like a vast place full of scary mysteries and exciting possibilities. But it can also be overwhelming to navigate, especially when you're first starting out in life. It feels sometimes like just one wrong turn could send you hurtling endlessly towards a financial black hole. But don't worry, you don't have to navigate the financial universe on your own. With the right tools, you can master the financial universe and chart your course with confidence. Intuit helps you navigate the financial universe through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. 
Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You know, physicists have ideas, and the ideas are kind of wacky. And one reason is that, you know, we haven't seen that many of these things because they're pretty rare. And so, you know, we can't necessarily tell where in the universe they're coming from. You only have a few dozen of these things ever seen, and they don't, like, all come from the sun or from one point in space. Uh, But we do have some fun ideas, you know, and one of my favorites, of course— is maybe it's not some thing that's shooting these cosmic rays at us. Maybe it's some one, right? Mm. I mean, imagine if um, if we found all these cosmic rays and we got more of them somehow and we could tell that they're all coming from the same location mm-hmm. and that location was like a planet orbiting some nearby star, right? That would mm. be amazing because it would suggest that there's something on that planet capable of shooting particles at an unnatural energy, right? It could Which, be of course, suggests trying to kill us, like shooting deadly rays at us. (laughs) Why do you got to go there? Come on, it could be totally benign alien particle physicists. And I'm sure those Uh, guys are really cool. I'm sure they make awesome podcasts with alien cartoonists, mm -hmm. right? And maybe they're just doing their science. And what we're seeing is like the pollution from their enormous solar system-sized collider or something they're doing to understand physics at the most fundamental level. Oh, that seems more plausible to you than that they might be shooting at is to kill us. What, why would they try to shoot us? We're so far away. <laughs> what is the goal of beaming a, you know, a crazy cosmic death ray all the way across the universe? <laughs> or maybe, Seriously. do you think maybe they could be talking to us? Like, hey, like, this is Morse code. Like, For sure. For sure. It's a good way to send a message, right? A tight beam of particles. And so it could certainly contain some information. So that's one crazy idea. Maybe it's pollution from an alien particle physics experiment or a message from space or something. Uh, That's definitely one idea. What are some other crazy ideas? The least crazy idea is that maybe it's just some new kind of star, right? And we've Mm. never seen this kind of star before, and so we don't understand it. And in some phase of its life, it burps out these particles at crazy high energy. But they're coming at a pretty constant rate, aren't they? It would be some sort of like big surprise if there was a sun that was spewing these out at this rate. Yeah, it would be. And because we have one more clue, which is we know they can't be coming from very far away Mm. because the universe, while it's transparent to me and to you and to photons, they can... Photons can fly through the universe for billions and billions of light years. The, the universe is opaque to particles at this energy. They can't fly forever through the, through the universe. They get slowed down and stopped by the cosmic microwave background, these little leftover photons from the Big Bang. They impede the progress of these particles. Oh, I see. It's like um, the universe is thicker for these particles, so they can't travel this fast that far. Exactly, exactly. And so we're seeing them this fast. That means they came from somewhere pretty close by. Now Mm. we're talking close by by cosmic standards, right? Not like, oh, they come from down the street or they're coming from Neptune. You know, we're talking it comes from this galaxy or one of the nearby galaxies and sort of our local group. But they can't be coming from super duper far away, right? It means that whatever it is can't be too far, which means we should be able to see it, right? Mm. So if there is some new kind of star out there that has this weird property, we should be able to spot it. Okay. So wow. that's one. That's another idea. Okay, that's the kind of the vanilla idea. That's the vanilla boring, the crazy idea. vanilla I mean, sure. idea, the vanilla crazy <laughs> idea. 
I know. I'm sure astrophysicists would love to discover a new kind of star that burps out high energy particles, but I think it would be kind of boring because the other ideas are crazy. Like some, there's somebody out there who wrote a paper, and this is not a crackpot. This is a guy from the Institute for Advanced Study in Princeton, right, where Einstein famously worked, and many smart people work today. And he said that maybe um, super high energy cosmic rays um, are a clue that there's a glitch in the simulation. What? So that's two things. One is that he's saying um, the universe is a simulation and two, there could be a glitch in it. Yeah, exactly. And the idea is basically if the universe is a simulation, then probably whoever's running that simulation has sliced the universe up into big cubes, right? Because when you do a simulation of some piece of matter, you slice it up into pieces and you do each of them in parallel. And that works pretty well unless you have something that's moving super duper fast so that it crosses over those cubes. It like starts in one and ends up in the other one, which messes up your calculation because the cube is supposed to contain everything. Mm. And so things that are super duper fast could be traversing these cubes and essentially creating glitches. And Mm. so he wrote this really fun paper about how if we see discrepancies in the angles that we discover these cosmic rays at, that can be a clue that the universe is a simulation and he's found the glitch. Wow. And then, so, or the other possibility, right, is that it could be something entirely new that we've never discovered in the universe. Maybe there's some kind of special, some, some, some something that we've never seen before, right? Yeah, exactly. And that would be really fascinating. I think that would be amazing to say like, oh, there's a new kind of object. It's not a star. It's not a black hole. It's right. not a nebula. It's something, some new thing. Something's, something we can't even imagine right now. Exactly. Exactly. So what are scientists doing to study these cosmic rays? Well, what we're doing is we're just trying to collect as many of them as we can, right? Because that's the number one clue is where are they coming from and what is the energy spectrum like? So if we could get enough of them, we could make a map in the sky and say, oh, look, they tend to come from the centers of galaxies. Or, oh, look, they tend to come from a nearby black hole or something. We could get a clue just by seeing where they come from. Um, so the number one thing is get as many of them as you can, because right now we only have like, you know, a handful of them. We have tens of these things at the very highest energy. Uh, but I mean, we're getting them all the time. It's just a question of catching them, right? And me- being able to measure their angle and their energy. Exactly. And they're hitting the earth all the time, but we're not spotting them, right? It's like, you know, if something amazing happens, you don't take a picture. Well, you don't have the picture, right? Mm, and so, pick or it didn't happen. <laughs> pick or it didn't happen, exactly. And so we have these really awesome um, cosmic ray telescopes. Mm-hmm. So these things are really big, right? They cover huge amounts. Like there's one in, in South America called the Auger Observatory. It takes up a huge swath of land in Argentina. And, um, you know, it's thousands of square kilometers. So they get a lot of um, a lot of stuff in there, but it's not big enough, right? It's not big enough to collect dozens and dozens of these things a year. So mm. we're building another one in Utah. It's called Telescope Array. Mm. It's even bigger. It's awesome. But even still, you know, it's a tiny fraction of the Earth uh, because you can't cover the whole Earth in particle detectors, right? People would get kind of upset if you just like mowed down all the farms and the cities and covered everything with particle detectors. Oh, I see. These rays are so rare that you need just to cover a lot of area. You can't just sit in one, one kilometer square and wait 100 years. You just have to have a big catcher's glove, right? Yeah, well, you could wait 100 years, but I don't really want to. Mm -hmm. I mean, your options are wait a long time or build a bigger detector. Mm. And uh, so we'd like to know the answer sooner rather than later, but these things are expensive. Right. And by bigger, you mean not like there's a dish the size of the um, Atacama Desert. It's like little dishes spread out. 
That's right. Because what happens when a cosmic ray hits the atmosphere, if you remember we talked about earlier, is it creates a big splash, right? One particle hits and creates two particles of lower energy, which turns into four particles of even lower energy. So you start out with one particle of super high energy, and you end up with a big flash over the surface of the Earth, lots of particles with a little bit of energy. And that flash is about two kilometers, one to two kilometers wide. So it creates this big shower over the surface of the Earth. Um, that, that tells you what that particle was and where it came from and what its energy was. And you don't have to see the whole shower. You just have to have it hit a few detectors in order to spot it. So wow. you don't have to cover the whole Earth with particle detectors. It doesn't have to be blanketed, but you need like one every, you know, 500 meters or one every kilometer or something. Right. So you're saying these are really expensive and the bigger they are, the more expensive they get. Uh, but something interesting is that you are involved in this sort of new way to detect cosmic rays, right? Like this kind of citizen science initiative. Yeah, my grad students and I were sitting around a few years ago and we thought, is there a better way to do this? And we were all, you know, sitting around playing on our phones and we realized, hold on a second, this phone I'm holding in my hand is kind of a cosmic ray detector because every phone has a piece of silicon inside of it that's used for the camera, right? Mm -hmm. Cameras are no longer like film, they're digital, and a digital camera is basically a particle detector. There's a little bit of silicon in there which is sensitive to cosmic rays, and it has a computer in it, and it's connected to the internet, right? And there are zillions of these things all over the world, right? So we imagine, what if when people went to sleep at night, we took over their phones and we used the cameras in their phones to look for particles because mm. these things already exist and people are maintaining them and they don't use their phones at night. And so we thought, let's try to tie all the phones in the world together to make a huge Earth-sized telescope to gather as many of these cosmic rays as we could. Like a giant web of mini portable detectors in people's phones. Yeah, exactly. Because the amount of money been, that's been spent on phones is staggering. I mean, there's like a million Android phones turned on every single day. You know, it's mm. like trillions of dollars have been spent on consumer electronics. So we thought, let's piggyback on that and use some of it for science. Because there's no way we're getting the government to build us a trillion dollar particle detector. So, And you guys have made this. Like you made an app that you can download to your phone to turn your phone into a cosmic ray detector. That's right. It's called CRAFIS, C-R-A-F-I-S. stands for Cosmic Rays Found in Smartphones. And you can, go to, you can Google that and go to our website and you can download the app and you can be a part of the network. We're growing it slowly because we want to make sure it works. But eventually, it could be the largest particle detector in the history of humanity. We mm -hmm. could gather all these cosmic rays and maybe even get a clue as to where they're coming from and who is sending us crazy messages. Yeah. You could be deciphering, helping decipher the alien message. <laughs> That's right. And the message could be, we're coming for you. We can't believe you killed Stan Lee. <laughs> um, it could be, hey, do you guys want superpowers? <laughs> Or, hey, do you have a cup of sugar? Um, so, so people at home listening to this could be part of the scientific endeavor, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, and we thought that would be fun because we don't just want to use your phone's computing to do some calculation. We want to actually let you be a part of it. And the plan is that anybody who lets their phone run for long enough and collects enough data can actually be an author on the scientific papers that come out of it if we ever mm -hmm. get to do any science of it. Because we want people to feel invested. We want people to feel like they really get to participate in this project. So what you're saying is that with these cosmic rays, really what we need is just more data. Like we don't know where they could be coming from, but we don't know enough about them to try to decipher it, right? 
Exactly. It's like we've gotten the first taste of a clue that something interesting is out there and we need the rest of the clues before we can figure it out because we just don't have enough information, right? We've seen a few of them, but we'd love to see thousands and millions of them before we have an idea of where they're coming from and what's causing them. Yeah, We just need more data. So this is such a fascinating thing to me, just the sense, just the idea that there might be something in the universe out there that we still don't know. You know, it's like knowing... I'm certain. Yeah. I'm certain. I mean, even cosmic rays aside, the universe is filled with crazy stuff. And every decade we discover new, crazier stuff than we could have even ever imagined. So this is fantastic because you're right, it's a concrete clue. It's the mm. universe giving us a direction as yeah. where to look to find new crazy stuff. Yeah. But I'm sure already that there's crazy stuff in the universe we never imagined. Yeah. And we're being bathed in it, right? Like we're constantly getting being bombarded by these clues. That there's, that there's mystery. That's right. Yeah, the universe is sending us these messages and it's wondering, why are these guys taking so long to figure it out? We're right here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so cosmic rays, these super high energy cosmic rays have been mysteries for decades. We've known about these things for decades and uh, we just haven't figured it out yet. All right, so thanks everyone for listening to the mystery of cosmic rays. Yeah. Uh, so when you look up at the night sky the next time or even if you walk out during the day, just remember that you're being bathed in physics mystery. <laughs> That's right. And if you do figure out the mystery of cosmic rays, please let us know. Give us a tip before you announce it publicly. Yeah. I'd love to be clued in. <laughs> If you still have a question after listening to all these explanations, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daniel and Jorge, that's one word, or email us at feedback at danielandjorge.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 